welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. How did your family get started in the maple sugar business? So the way Grandpa tells it, we moved from Guilford to our current place in Brattleboro, and at the time the land was being logged, and he, my great-great grandfather told the logger to cut down anything that's not a maple tree and then let the maple trees come back and that's where we're at today. So all our maple trees are not planted by us or anything like that. We just went out in the woods and found them. How much maple syrup does your family produce? Usually we should try to shoot for at least a thousand gallons but depending on mother nature or our current expansion efforts we've been steadily going up and up and up each year and a thousand gallons is a pretty achievable number at this point for this year though our goal is about 1500 gallons maple syrup have there been changes in your maple sugar operation so our operation now consists of about 5500 taps that's each line that goes up and into the tree each tree will be tapped anywhere from one to three sometimes even four times if the tree is super healthy but right now we're running off a vacuum system So it brings all the sap to us. Back in the day, before we really sold sold the dairy cows and expanded our operation, we were running gravity lines and buckets. And I wouldn't want to be doing 5,500 taps with gravity lines or buckets. That'd be a lot of work. And then we do have a reverse osmosis unit as well. We just give one pass through the reverse osmosis because it still retains that flavor. It's not moving so much of the water where we really are not cooking it as long. And we still get that flavor and we could become more efficient at the process as well. We also have a hooded evaporator, which is much more new school. And it's just a giant chrome hooded like unit where you can't really see the back pan, but the front pan is, is exposed. So that's been the big changes really. Before, we used to go through about 60 quarter wood, 65 quarter wood. This year with our new evaporator, which is much more efficient, we're expected to go through about 25, 30, depending on how long the year is too, is really helps. What is a typical boiling day like? That's a tricky question. That could be really dependent on Mother Nature. So we could be boiling for three to four hours during the day, maybe maybe even less. But my father's put in days where he's gotten up at like four o'clock in the morning and then gone back to bed at like 10 o'clock that night. So it really depends on if all those factors are coming together for us to be boiling. What is reverse osmosis? Reverse osmosis. So you're going to about find out about osmosis and science sometime this year or next. But osmosis is when it takes in water. And reverse osmosis is removing the water before we've been boiling. They're really cool. They're actually used on aircraft carriers as well. And that's where they get their water from. They take in seawater and they pass it through reverse osmosis. So they take out all the salt and they're left with water. How is technology changing sugaring? We're seeing a big explosion of technology right now because there is a lot of money to be made in maple sugaring. There's a lot of big thousands, billion taps operations, like especially in the Northeast Kingdom, and a lot of money is being put into research, especially through UVM as well. It's doing a lot of this research. So it's it's every year it's like a new thing. Like before we were boiling, we just kind of put it into the evaporator and let it, the process go. But now we have spectrometers where we can take a sample of the sap and hold it up to the light and tell us, it tells us exactly how much sugar is in the sap. So it's really changed a lot over the years.
What is your favorite part of the maple syrup process? It's nice to be out in the woods. You go out there and you can just be outside. It's not that, that true for when we have lots of snow on the ground, for like six feet of snow, that becomes very, very tough. But I just like the, uh, also just being the sugar house when you're boiling. Like, has anyone here been in a sugar house when they're boiling? You have? So I always like to tell people that it's like the room's alive. They like, there's, there's water dripping down from the ceiling onto, onto your head. It's loud. There's lots of like rich smells happening. It's it's a lot of fun. And plus, my family comes up and they bring bring us food and stuff like that. So, <laughs> free food is nice too. What is your favorite maple product? Ooh, this is a tough one. So, does everyone know about different types of products too? Like you guys learned about the sugar, so and the cream. So, I think my favorite is the sugar because I like I'm a big coffee person. And you take a little of that sugar and put it in your coffee, and it's really, really nice. It has got some of the maple flavor. But I also really like the maple candy. Has anyone here had maple candy before? Yes. It's so good. And if you haven't had it, it's kind of like, I described it. It's kind of like, you know how chocolate melts in your mouth, right? It's kind of like that, but a little more granular. So it's really smooth. Do you sell products to people from outside of Vermont? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we've actually even shipped some of our products to China. Which is, which is interesting, but early on when we first got our website, I was about your guys' age, and my grandmother thought it was going to be a really cool geography lesson, and we have it board. It quickly just got overwhelmed with just pins everywhere. So all over the U.S., into Canada sometimes even, and we even ship to Europe. We have friends in Europe that we will ship maple syrup to pretty often. What are the steps necessary to make maple syrup? It's a lot of work. 40 gallons of sap for one gallon of maple syrup. If the boiler for a while, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of manpower. Imagine even just going out into the woods and when you're tapping in, all you have to do is drill a hole and then put in the tap and doing that 5,500 times. When we're uh, tapping in, it's about, do about 12 miles a day and that's not on flat ground, that's in hills going up and down. So first we're tapping in, we're drilling a hole, we'll take it and we'll hammer it into the tree lightly. It's not like it's like taking like a framing hammer. And then once it's in, we'll turn the vacuum system on and then it'll flow to us. It would go into a tank. That tank will then, the one behind the sugar house is automatic, so it pumps it up the tank to us into about a 3,700 gallon tank that we have. It's so big that I could swim in it. Then we'll usually pass it through the RO once, RO being the reverse osmosis. And then once it's out of there, it'll go into a tank that's above our evaporator and that feeds the system continuously. And then it'll go through the entire evaporator and then once it reaches a certain temperature, it'll automatically draw for us. And then we take a sample of it and we'll take uh, what I call the hydrometer it looks like a gigantic like cartoon thermometer. We'll drop it into a little sample, and if it floats at a red line, we know it's the right stuff. And then we filter it after that. healthy maple trees and how do you tell a maple tree from other trees? Yes, yeah, so we're not going to tap anything that's not healthy because it takes about 40 years for a maple tree to reach maturity for us to tap it once. But then once we look at it, we're looking at if the canopy is crowded or if it's got plenty of room around it, it's got a big healthy canopy. And depending on all those factors, especially with diameter, we'll decide how many times we're going to tap it. 
but we don't want to overtap it because we don't really want to hurt these trees. If about 5,500 taps, each tree gets tapped one to three times, so it's about probably around into 2,000 number. I think I'm blowing some minds here. If people don't realize it, it's more than a couple trees. It's funny. Me and my dad were pretty trained up, and we'll be walking in the woods somewhere else, and like that's a maple tree, that's a maple tree, that's one. And because maple trees are very hard, or they can be hard to tell they're maple trees, especially when there's no leaves on them. But you just look at the bark, and there's pretty big variations of sugar maple bark as well too. So there's a bunch of different types of maple trees. There's soft maples, red maples, sugar maples. So if you look at the sugar maple bark, it's usually a little flakier and almost looks kind of like a rock. It's like gray. It looks like any kind of rock formations you'll see around Vermont. But then you also look at the branches. So if you look at the branches, different trees will have different patterns of the way they branch off. And sugar maples have a very distinct, like looks like electricity. All trees do the same thing that sugar maples do. They store sugars in their trunk and root system. And then in the springtime, they'll bring those sugars up to its leaves so it can grow new leaves. Sugar maples, though, are just higher sugar content, and they have a desirable flavor as well. People also will sometimes tap up white birch trees, and they'll get a birch a sugar out of that. What happens with the sap near the end of the season? So, like, late in the, so yeah, so late in the season, sugar maples' sugar content goes down, like, really far down, and then the sap starts, or the sugar you get off of that starts to taste really bitter, and a lot of people still boil that, and they sell it wholesale to people that are producing like things that they want maple flavored. So it's not the full maple, but it's got that kind of like like you're making like cookies that you're mass producing it. So like if you got maple flavored cookies at Price Chopper, they would, they would have that food grade maple syrup. Would you talk about the different grades of maple syrup? There's different grades. So depending on the sugar content, you have different grades of maple syrup. Usually in the beginning of the year, we make the really light stuff. It used to be called fancy, now it's called golden delicate. Then as the sugar as the sugar content goes down throughout the season, it takes longer to boil, so the maple syrup gets darker and it gets more maple flavor. So if you came to the sugar house, you'd see us holding up to the light a sample of what we're making and all the different grades. We have to grade it. So Vermont used to have their own grading system. Now it's a standardized across the United States and into Canada because everyone would want a Vermont maple syrup. So like lightest color used to be called Vermont Fancy, but now it's called Golden Delicate because it's the standardized grading system. It's all personal preference. I would say the Golden Delicate is probably most desired by people, but it's only because it used to be called Fancy. Everyone wants to be fancy, right? I prefer the amber, which is that medium. And my grandfather, for example, prefers the dark, rich stuff. He really likes that. What are your favorite maple recipes? My mom makes a killer apple pie, and she uses maple syrup. My grandmother makes amazing baked beans. She uses maple syrup in it as well. And then, you know, anything you could possibly think of, you could use like a sweetener. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.